This episode of the Best Seats Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. To learn how you can support the show, go to thebestseats.com slash Patreon. Once there, you'll learn how you can get early access to shows, ad-free listening, the ability to submit questions, comments, concerns, and more. Once again, that's thebestseats.com slash Patreon. But enough of that. On to the show. What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to the first ever episode 108 of the Best Seats Podcast, the only podcast bringing you interviews with some of the most talented people in and around the hospitality community from right here in Orange County to the rest of Southern California and beyond each and every episode. As always, I'm your host, Croft McCarthy, founder and principal of The Best Seats. Thank you to my friend, Allie Coyle, who provides the music for the show. You can find more of her work at AllieCoyleMusic.com. And as a reminder, if you enjoy the show and you're listening to it on free feeds, wherever that may be, Spotify, iTunes, wherever else, please be sure to leave a rating and or a review. It helps other folks discover it. You can go to TheBestSeats.com for more content just like this. Shop the merchandise, check out the blog, which we'll be relaunching, which we'll get to in just a moment. But do not forget that for the best experience, like you heard in the opening, if you are on free feeds, that can be found at patreon.com forward slash the best seats where you get early ad free listening in perpetuity. You are getting access to the bonus show for each and every episode, exclusive access to other content and a whole lot more. First and foremost, happy new year. Uh, this is going to be the first episode of the new year 2023, starting things off with um, an idea. Something that I've wanted to do for a little while now. Um, I thought about doing it in 2021, but it didn't seem right given kind of the year that preceded this. So I wanted to look back on 2022 and give out awards. So I'd like to welcome you to the first ever Delhi Awards. That's right. Thank you. It's, it's good to be here. This is going to be a fun time. Now you're asking yourself, what are the Delis? Well, for those in the industry, you know that there is no better, kind of more ubiquitous example of the most important tool in kind of the restaurant bar world than the humble deli container. It is equal parts storage. It is used for glassware when you need a cup behind the line. It is used for basically just about anything. So whenever I kind of think about the humblest item in the hospitality world, it is the deli container. So I thought, what better award to give out then the Golden Deli. Now, I will be giving these out to my favorite picks for a couple of different things, looking back on 2022. Uh, there will also be some critiques, some of my not-so-favorite picks. Now, for those, you will have to go to patreon.com forward slash the best seats. That is going to be the bonus episode accompanying this episode. This is a one-off. This is just me. I wanted to do the Deli Awards, so you are stuck with my voice for the next several minutes as we go through my picks for the best, and if you're on Patreon, the worst of 2022. Now, real quick, I want to get something out of the way. Um, awards are subjective. This is a one-man show. Yes, it is crowdfunded, and while the crowd has ample room to participate, this, when it comes to the Delhi Awards, the Delhi Awards are a dictatorship. These are my picks. These are my personal picks. Um, you may disagree with some of them. You may agree with some that you didn't think you would. You may take angst with some of them. You may love some of them. You may not. It's all over the place, but it doesn't matter because these are my picks. Awards are always subjective. This is just a natural 
kind of way that they work. Even massive award shows are still subjected to different panels and panelists, and they're influenced by different things that, well, you may not agree with or you may agree with. So do take that with a grain of salt, as these are going to be kind of my personal selections. Um, And lastly, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to not just everybody that supports this um, podcast and this platform, but that supports kind of all of the hospitality industry. Thank you to the chefs. Thank you to the bartenders. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to the suppliers, the farmers, transportation, the dishwasher, arguably one of the most important people in the damn restaurant. I mean, thank you to everybody that makes this world what it is. Yeah, oftentimes we do take it too seriously, which is ironic given that this is going to be an awards show, but hopefully you'll see that some of these awards are not that serious and there's not going to be a ton of them. So don't worry. I know I'm rambling on the intro, but there's not going to be a ton. I'm not wasting your time. Um, But yeah, just thank you. This last year was really, really fun for the best seats. It was the best year to date on Patreon. Uh, More people signed up to support this than ever. And especially given the economic hardships out there, that really means a lot. It means a lot that whether you're submitting, you know, $2 a month or you're advertising at the advertising tiers, thank you for supporting. It really means a lot. But without further ado, let's give out the first annual Delhi Awards. I'm going to use that soundbite way too much and you're all going to hate me by the end of this. All right. Leading off the pack, I want to give credit where it is due to the drinks. Let's start with the liquids. First and foremost, I want to talk about wine programs. Now, there are some phenomenal wine programs out there. Obviously, they get recognition from a lot of different venues, and rightfully so. People like Solani's, who do a fantastic job and should be one of Wine Spectator's best, but they just can't hold enough bottles to meet Wine Spectator's criteria. Irritating, I know, but they're phenomenal. There's a lot of other great places out there. Mayfield has really come out swinging with their natural wine program. There's a lot of places that have just had kind of tried and true classics, but... For my favorite, my go-to, and I'll obviously explain why, the 2022 Delhi Award for my favorite wine program is, drum roll, I don't have a soundbite for that one, but do it in your head or on your steering wheel, wherever you're listening to, it goes to Fable and Spirit. Now, as I've said, you may take these awards with a small grain of salt. Obviously, Ali Coyle provides the music for the show. She has been a guest on this show, and she is the sommelier at Fable and Spirit. However, that played absolutely zero influence in making this decision. Here is why I'm giving it to Fable. Like I mentioned, there's a lot of great wine programs out there. There's a lot of talented sommeliers. There's a lot of really legendary bottles floating around the Orange County landscape that you can get your hands on. But there's something whimsical about Fable and Spirit. Wine can be very intimidating for a lot of people. There's a lot of barriers to entry for a lot of wines. And the one thing, and you're going to hear more about this on the bonus episode, but I can spoil it now, is there's a lot of wine programs that are really overrated in Orange County. What I mean by that is look around where we live. If you were listening to this and you're a resident of California, why don't we have more of our fantastic wines on menus? Now, granted, Fable and Spirit is by no means innocent in this. I mean, some of their best wines are Eastern Europe and things like that. But there is a real big emphasis on branching out and going to find new things and looking for smaller producers and wines that don't just taste great, but maybe invite some other kind of sense to it. Maybe it's a grape you've never had. Maybe it's just a fun bottle, something bubbly that you weren't expecting, something citrusy that you weren't ready for. There's an air of whimsy. And while wine is very, very hard to approach for some people, and like I mentioned, there are a lot of barriers to entry. And 
people that are far more educated than I and much better writers are doing a great job highlighting a lot of these things in the industry. Fable makes it accessible. They make it fun. They make it not intimidating. You don't feel in trouble for mispronouncing a grape or a bottle or a region, or you didn't know that one vintage wasn't better than the other. There's a funness to it. And it goes along with the entire personality of the Coyle family who run the restaurants. Allie herself, who, again, you can hear on the show several episodes back at this point, but you're more than welcome to go listen to that. But yeah, for 2022, my favorite wine program is once again in Newport Beach, Fable and Spirit. I'm a big fan and you should be, too. Now, if we're going to talk about the liquids, I want to talk about cocktails. That is right. Cocktails. Obviously, anybody who knows me knows that when it comes to doing cocktails and drinks of that nature, well, there's a lot of really good ones to be had. But much like the wines, there's also not. There's a fair amount of bar programs that could be doing more that aren't. But I really want to give a shout out to those bar programs that are really elevating. You know, we mentioned the wine program, but what if you want to go a different route? Well, for my money, one of the best in Orange County when it comes to their cocktails, and this is for a number of different reasons that we'll talk about, is located over in Costa Mesa. It's one that you've probably heard of. It's one that you've been to. It's one that I'm a personal advocate for. But if you are not aware, my award for the 2022 best cocktail program for a bar is going to Vodka in Costa Mesa. Obviously run by Chef Amar Santana of Top Chef fame, but his team is wide and reaching. And when it comes to the liquid aspect of things, they are just as talented behind the bar as they are in the kitchen. The cocktails that Vodka brings out on a constantly rotating basis are phenomenal. They're going to push spirits on you that you may not be ready for. There's ingredients that you may not be ready for. There's culinary techniques that you may not be ready for. And yet every single drink on the palate is approachable and well-balanced and they work it pairs with the food, it pairs with the vibe, it pairs with that ambiance. And they're just constantly doing things that, frankly, they don't have to. There's a lot of bar programs that are these great restaurants, right? Which you can hear about on the bonus episode, because trust me, we're going to unpack some of these spots. But there's places that helm themselves as great restaurants and iconic nightlife, and their drinks suck. Vodka doesn't have to put in as much work as it does, but it's doing it and it's doing it incredibly well. And it's so important for the bar scene to move. Beer is one thing. We know we have a lot of great breweries. There's a ton of them out there. I'm actually not doing a best kind of brewery beer section because, A, I want you to go support people that are beer writers like Greg Nagel and other people like that. Friend of the show. Shout out to him. He's great. Go check out OC Beer Blog and look at the people who are much more well-versed in beer to unpack that world. And a wine program is one thing, but when it comes to cocktails, this is a personal passion of mine. And I got to tell you, a lot of people aren't very good at making drinks. Vodka is an exception. They have a killer program, a killer staff. Everybody is there with a freaking smile on their face. And if you see a menu item you don't understand, not only are they going to walk you through it, there's a high likelihood that they'll taste you on it, explain you on it, and you'll come out of there with an entire new appreciation for drinks, drink culture, and what it really means to make a cocktail. It's, yeah. The, you know, the two ingredient martini, three ingredient drinks, they're out there and they're beautiful. But to keep pushing, it's much like cooking. You want to keep evolving. You want to see new techniques. You want to see new flavor combinations. There is a culinary aspect to it. So that's why my best bar program and cocktail program for 2022 is going to Vodka. 
Now, obviously, a bar program is only as good as its bartenders and the people that are leading it. And oftentimes they can be intertwined, but they can also go out on their own and do a lot of great things and really kind of push themselves both professionally and just kind of industry wise. So I want to do an award for a specific bartender. I think a wine program is a little different because the wines are obviously made by winemakers and that's not knocking my award, giving it to Allie. Allie actually has made her own wine. I have a bottle of it. It's fantastic, but there is a difference to it when it comes to bartending and setting up that program and bringing in those bottles and things of that nature. So I do have a deli award for a best bartender of 2022. This is somebody that if you're not aware of how talented she is yet, I beg of you to find out. This person is passionate. She's a storyteller. She is someone who's been on this show before and you have heard her story. And if you haven't had her drinks, they are infectiously good. She runs a great bar team. She's an educator, a mentor, and wildly, wildly talented. And at the time of this recording was just named into the world class by Diageo top 100. And that is why my 2022 bartender of the year is my friend Inga Tandasavichai. That's right. Give it up for Inga. Shout out to her. If you haven't been and checked out her cocktails, you really need to. They're inventive and beautiful and delicate, and they're doing things that she doesn't need to at the restaurant she's at. And even just being at the restaurant over at, you know, in Newport Beach, Aaliyah, for those that haven't been, she's then out. She's doing competitions. She's doing, you know, consulting stuff and helping out the community. And really, it's just an absolute ray of freaking sunshine. You will never not have a great conversation, be greeted with a phenomenal smile. She's always happy to see just everybody. She gives off an absolute glow and is one of my favorite people to sit down at the bar and get a drink with. She's a great person through and through. As I said, a great mentor, really good bartender, and she's somebody that I think fully deserves to be recognized in her field. Again, Orange County, we don't have that wealth that San Diego has, Los Angeles. So for people that are really going out and pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, Inga is absolutely one of them. So once again, shout out to Inga 2022. She is getting my first annual Delhi Award for Best Bartender. Let's talk about the kitchens. Let's talk about a couple different things going on with the kitchens. Um, there's a couple different categories here. I wanted to I wanted to have enough awards where it felt like I was, you know, reaching out and giving people credit where it's due, but I didn't want to have so many. You're not going to get best pizza, best taco. You're just not going to get that. I think it's stupid. I think it's arbitrary. I think too many things switch up all the time, um, especially with the amount of time where chefs are changing, things like that. So I really tried to wait until kind of the end of the year to give these kind of wrap up awards. And there's only going to be one of them that is actually for a person. The rest are going to be for businesses because obviously chefs change in much the same way the bartenders change. Um, it's the reason that Inga got the award and not the restaurant per se. So I do want to kind of give some transparency with that with the food. There's only going to be a handful here, much like the drink side. So I want to dive in with my favorite new business. Um, it takes a lot of guts to open a business. It takes even more to open it in hospitality, and it takes a wild amount to open it post-global pandemic, rising economic issues, um, and general industry uncertainty. I really, really like also when people take something simple, well-known, kind of a reflex of everyday life, right? Think like a coffee shop or something like that. And they make it better. 
not just because they can, but because they think they should. And because when it's better, it is better. There's so many things that we deal with in our day-to-day life on a food and drink standpoint that are average, that are just bland, watered down, no flavor, no effort. And truth be told, breakfast items were one of those things for a long time, unless you're really going out of your way, it was just kind of like, meh. My best new business for 2020, 2022 is going to none other, and I'm going to tell you why in a second, than Boil and Bake. Now, why the bagel shop? Why is that getting the best new? A lot of restaurants opened, right? Some bars opened. Yeah. But Boil and Bake did something that they didn't need to do. They took a standard, fast, casual, order it, get in, get out breakfast item, the humble bagel, and they dialed it up to 11. Now, like I said, awards are biased, so I'm going to be biased. I'm an East Coast person originally. I love bagels. I lived on them in you know New York and the East Coast and things like that. A lot of them out here aren't that good. So not only did these guys go out and start a brand new business in hospitality post-pandemic, they did it by taking an item and really putting as much love into it as you possibly can. And they're freaking good. They're really good. They have taken the humble breakfast item, the bagel, something that, quite frankly, they could have gotten away with doing a lot less like a lot of other people in Orange County have, but they didn't. They're using great ingredients. They're putting in a lot of great effort. Luke Bram he's doing some killer stuff with locks, which is not a sentence I ever thought I would say about locks. Again, a lot of people love them. Now, they're personally not an item for me, but I really respect them and I respect all the other things that they do. And to just kind of start as that pop up and get their name out there and really get out. And for Carlos, you know, to kind of separate himself from his family. And like I said, they've been on the show. You can go back and listen to them. Um, Unintentional for a lot of these awards people to be on the the, uh, Best Seats podcast so far. But hey, I'm trying to get good people on. I just love what they're doing. I wish them absolutely nothing but the best. I hope they just keep grinding. Whenever I'm in that area, I'm swinging through if they're still open. I freaking love what Boil and Bake is doing. And it's a passion project. And I love to see just non-corporate backed entities enter the hospitality game. It's hard. A lot of people are not opening businesses without a lot of big money behind them. They did a really good job and they're going to keep doing a really good job. And if you haven't been yet, go. Besides, who doesn't love a bagel? So shout out to Boil and Bake, my 2022 best new business of the year. All right, let's talk about food itself. Let's talk about bigger time restaurants, because I want to talk about my best dining experience of 2022. And this is going to be a two parter because the person who I'm nominating also for best chef um, is also at this same restaurant. Fine dining, especially elevated fine dining, kind of a tasting menu experience, things like that um, are obviously they're not for everybody, right? They're tough. A lot of them, you know, it's a lot of money. I get that. They can be really difficult to do. Sometimes you got to make that reservation in advance. You got to make sure that if you're bringing, you know, two or three people with you, everybody's able to go on that day. You don't want to be out of money. And sometimes a lot of them just can't be that good. And it's, you know, it's eh, and a lot of people are taking issue with it and the media side of things. I mean, the recently released film, The Menu, just pokes a lot of fun at tasting menu type high end restaurant experiences, things like that, obviously to a horrific degree. But still, they're not for everybody. And one of my big issues with them is that the concept of a tasting menu sometimes can be bland. I don't mean bland in flavor, because when you're paying that much money and you're utilizing these ingredients, it's quite frankly impossible for them to be bland. Wagyu's never going to suck, 
right? Caviar is never going to suck. Just That's just a fact. You can screw them up. Yeah, but if you're just kind of opening and diving into them, there's a safe bet that everything's going to taste good. But bland in the sense that there's a sameness. It's always going to be those same kind of ingredients, right? The expensive stations of the cross, because somebody is paying so much money, there's a requirement to give that level of ingredient or that type of dish. That's why my dining experience of the year and also my chef of the year award for 2022 are going to Chef Zach Share and the chef's table at Bellow. Now, Again, like I said, you can take these with a grain of salt if you want. I know that Zach was just recently on the show. He's been on the show twice at this point. Um, And I want to say something else right out the gate. None of the items or businesses or places that I put into consideration when I was kind of thinking up this list are places that were based on a comp meal experience. Um, These were all based on times where I went. It was my own money to kind of experience these things on my own. There were times and there were other places, frankly, that I could have used comped experiences for, but I didn't feel that that was right ethically. This is already going to be a biased show as is. So I wanted to at least keep and give you that amount of transparency. There's other tasting menus in Orange County. Yes, very true. There's other great ones in Orange County. People are really doing some great stuff. The team at Trust is crushing it. I think they're doing a great job. There's other chefs that are constantly doing a great job. But when it comes to what Chef Zach and with respect, obviously, you know, Chef Drew, who's with him, what they're doing is different because it's challenging. You may not like every dish, but you will be provoked by every dish. You will see ingredients and flavors put together that you didn't think would work. And sometimes they may not work perfectly. You're not going to probably have, you know, white table side service. You're going to be sitting up at that bar. They're going to be shooting the shit with you. You're going to hear some curse words. You're going to eat some food. You're going to drink some wine and you're going to have a great fucking time. Plain and simple. The chef's table at Bellow is unlike anything else in the area. And that's a good thing. We could have had another, you know, here's eight course. Here's the Wagyu dish. Here's the caviar dish. Here's the it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Fucking I love uni. Give me all the uni in the world. But they're doing stuff that's just it's provocative. It's completely out there. Some of the dishes are nonsensical in the best way possible. I really respect what they're doing and it may not be for everybody. And you know what? Good. Not every dining experience, not every place should be for everybody. If you built a place that's for everybody, you would just end up with nothing because not everything can be for everybody. You got to have individualism. You got to have expressionism. You got to have someone who's not afraid to say, fuck it, let's try this. That's what they're doing at Bellow. And that's what Zach and Drew are doing. That's why I want to give them the 2022 most unique dining experience, my best dining experience, frankly. Nothing against the other ones that I had this year because I ate some amazing things. But the best dining experience, and frankly, I think chef of the year for Zach, 100% in my book, it's just it's just earned. It's earned through the work. It's earned through the flavors. It's earned through the commitment. It's earned through the fact that he is finally free from kind of some of the shackles of other places he may have worked in the past. And he is just going full bore into these flavors. And I respect the hell out of him for it. All right, two awards in one. I know that that one's a bit of a cop-out, but, you know, they were linked together. I figured that's the best way to do it. But I want to talk now about my favorite restaurant. 
Uh, this is a big one. This is always, these are always opinionated. Some of you are going to completely disagree with this. Some of you are going to um, raise pitchforks and fire. Some of you may be like, yeah, that makes total sense. When it comes to doing great food and kind of giving a great experience, right? I think the most important thing in a restaurant is, first of all, how it feels. Next is the kind of food and then the service. Um, and you can kind of interchange the last last two, but how does a place feel? And more so, I like when a business is a bit stubborn. I know this is hospitality. You're supposed to bend the knee and give kind of to the customer's whims, at least to a degree. But I got to tell you, after meeting a lot of customers and talking with a lot of chefs this past year and two years and everything since the podcast launched, I don't know if that's true anymore. I like a restaurant and a place that is going to set out and say, hey, we're going to do this. And if you don't like this, that's okay. We'll still try to give you a great experience, but this may not be for you. We hope it is because it's really good. But if it's not, eh, not the end of the world. To have that mentality and then to go and make something truly groundbreakingly, shockingly fantastic is awesome to see. When it comes to great flavors, I like the word authentic, being true to something. I think it's important. I think you want to give respect to the origins of wherever the food and the style of food you're cooking comes from. But elaborating on that, innovating on that, moving on that, pushing that medium forward, I think is hugely important. And if you can do it while being great people, giving back, embracing your community, and making some really, really kick-ass food while doing it, I think that's the best restaurant. My best restaurant for 2022, you may not be surprised by it, is Heritage Barbecue. Look, the team from Heritage has been really good to me. They've come on the show. They gave the Best Seats podcast the very first exclusive details about the new spot in Oceanside. That's humbling. That didn't win them this award. They already locked up this award back in June. They were the only one for a topic that should have been the hardest one to come up with, right? The best. Who's got the best? And trust me, there's a lot of great places out there. A lot of you chefs out there are freaking crushing it. If I have come into your restaurant, it's because I like what you're doing. Okay. More often than not, if I'm coming to eat, it's because I like what you're doing a lot and I want to support you and I want to see you keep going. So that's not a knock against other chefs when I say that Heritage had this thing locked up a while ago. There's just something unrelentingly great about that food and not just that food, but in a place so affluent, so entitled, not all Orange County, but South Orange County. Yeah. I've lived in this area a long time. You're going to come down to a place full of affluence and you're going to tell people, no, I'm here for it. Heritage opened up and they said, yes, our meat costs this because it's quality and we pay our people a living wage. We take care of them. You're going to stand in line because this is a Texas barbecue spot and them's the rules. You don't like it? Sorry. No, we don't have indoor seating because this is just an out outdoor smokehouse type of place. We're going to play the country music and yeah, there's going to be a lot of people just kind of barbecued up, hanging out, having a great freaking time. You're going to take a little bit of a wait, but trust me, it is worth it. And they never backed down. That's awesome. To see the uh, success that Danny Castillo, his family, and all of his crew are having is so well-earned. This award is a drop in the bucket 
compared to the rightful recognition that they have gotten from everybody around, including regardless of how you feel about them, Michelin. So my 2022 restaurant is Heritage Barbecue. I'm so happy to know them and have their food close by. More so, I'm humbled to call them friends. As I said, that had no bearing whatsoever in this decision. It is purely based on what they have created. And what they have created, if you have not been, is phenomenal. And that is why it's my best restaurant for 2022. That is going to do it for the first ever Delhi Awards. Short and sweet, like I said, just a handful of awards. We don't need to be giving out 50 more. There may be more coming in 2024 uh, for the best of 2023. We'll find out, but we got a whole year ahead of us to dive into that. Thank you to everybody who supports. Thank you to everybody who especially supports on Patreon. Do not forget this, the Delhi Awards. The Delhi Awards are not just for the best. They are also... For the worst, the most disappointing. And there is an entire episode coming on that, but you can only hear that over at patreon.com forward slash the best seats. The best seats podcast will be returning with standard guests moving forward. Do not forget that you can submit now on the best for the new show coming up. I know what you did last Sunday where we are reliving all your horror stories from your Sunday fun days. And there's a lot more to come merchandise and the blog will be returning in all of its glory with a ton of new content in the coming year. Thank you so, so much for supporting everybody. Thank you once again to all of you for listening to the first ever Delhi Awards. Take care. I don't know about you, but 2020 had me relooking at how I live and the space that I live in. Spending so much time at home really had me reevaluating how certain things worked and didn't in my living space. One of the main things as an avid home cook and an obvious supporter of restaurants was gardening. Anybody who enjoys food at all will be able to tell you that something you've grown yourself will taste infinitely better than anything you can buy at a store. That's where Ashley Irene of Heirloom Potager comes in. Heirloom Potager designs, installs, and maintains seasonal culinary gardens for chefs and foodies in Orange County. They provide organic gardening methods and bespoke build-outs used to preserve the heirloom varietals that they'll provide for seeds. An approachable and exciting endeavor, no matter if you're a seasoned restaurateur or a stay-at-home chef. Owner Ashley Irene's experience, expertise, and enthusiasm is only matched by her professionalism. For more information on how you can set up a consultation to get your own culinary garden space set up, go to heirloompotager.com. That's heirloom, H-E-I-R-L-O-O-M, potager, P-O-T-A-G-E-R. Dot com today. Once again, that's Heirloom Potager. If you listen to the best seats at all or read the content, then you know the motto, live well and often. But what does it mean? In layman's terms, it's trying to give you the best products, places, experiences, and more so you can put a big smile on your face every single day. Amass Botanics is what I use on my back bar constantly if I need a cocktail or a quick pick-me-up. Any of their other botanical products, like candles, hand sanitizer, and more, also helps to set the mood. Now, I'm a big fan of everything that Amass does. I have been since day one when they launched their trademark gin, and everything they've done since then has been nothing short of excellent. Now you can get your hands on their products at a discounted rate by going to amass.com and using the discount code, the best seats 15 that's C-E-A-T-S, 
at checkout. Now, it's limited one per customer, so make sure you load up. But trust me, you can't go wrong with anything they're doing. I stand by Amass 100%. They're one of my go-to brands for spirits needs or anything around the house. So again, go to amass.com, that's A-M-A-S-S, and use the code THEBESTSEATS15 at checkout. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. The Best Seats Podcast is an original production of The Best Seats. It is written, edited, produced, and owned by myself, Crawford McCarthy, founder and principal of The Best Seats. It's based in Orange County, California. It is subsidized through generous monthly donations at patreon.com forward slash The Best Seats. The following are the names of those who subscribed at the highest monthly tier, aka norm status, and allow me to continue producing this show each and every month. As a thank you for their continued support, here are the names. Cheryl McCarthy, Serena Warino, George Pavlov, Eric Lutz, Paige Reardon, Loco Lipo, Tim Falk, Burrito No Rito, Sarah Hines, Subtle Bubbles, Jay Baker, Tim Swine, John Sanchez, Timothy. Thank you for your support.